Hey friends, welcome to Recovering with Danny. I'm your host, Danielle Van Kay, and this podcast is all about eating disorder recovery, being a single 30-something, navigating the dating scene, and going through, you know, an existential crisis or two. My goal as an eating disorder recovery coach is to help you start living the life you have always dreamt of. Welcome to the show. Hello, my friends. Oh my God, she's back. She's back again. So um, this is an episode. Well, if you listen to this, you might not even notice that it's late. But normally I upload on Friday and it's now currently, is it Saturday? Yeah, it's Saturday Saturday that I'm recording this. Um, Oh my God, the past two weeks have been insane. And when I say insane, we don't have to go into detail, but the pain that I was experiencing, I mean, already when you, if you listen to the last podcast episode, you could already hear it probably in my voice. And I actually already mentioned it, but the pain, oh my God, I could not even put a sentence together without having excruciating pain. And it lasted for two weeks, which usually when I have a severe eye pain attack, it usually lasts about two weeks. So although I never, you know, no one tells me, oh, you know what, this is going to last two weeks. So you never know for sure. And that always scares me. I'm always, that's the thing when I'm in a lot of pain, I always think, oh my God, this is going to get better one day because honestly, I can't live like this. And because of this happening again this actually inspired me to record this episode for today and I actually didn't prepare anything normally I do have some notes ready but considering my eyes are still in recovery the fact that I can now talk without well excruciating pain it's still quite sensitive but it's not as bad as it was a couple of uh, days ago. Uh, today's the first day that I'm not an oxy, so high five to myself. But um, yeah, having this again took me back to sort of seven to eight years ago. No, maybe even longer. God, it's I'm so bad with timelines. But basically the start of the my Lyme disease and my recovery journey and all of that and because I get the question so often and one of my most liked posts is how I stayed calm whilst eating eight plus thousand or eight thousand plus calories and it has all to do with um, with my all-in journey now all-in is a term again I don't know who coined it I, we all know that Stephanie Bottomore, probably if you're listening to that, to this podcast, you know who she is. I don't know, honestly, back if it back then that term existed. I just went with my gut and I ate without, I, ca- I call it unrestricted eating because, you know, a lot of the times when you talk about mini mod, all in, a lot of people think, okay, mini mod is 3000 or more, all in is 10, 10K. And there's nothing in between. I personally think unrestricted eating is where we have to, what we have to aim for just in general. Um, I mean, that's what the whole goal is, right? I mean, you want to eat unrestricted without any rules 
rigidity, compulsive behaviors, and all the things. So I kind of wanted to backtrack because I, in the last episode, I said I'm going to answer a listener question. Well, this is the most frequently asked question. And that is, how did you start and how did you cope with um, going all in? And how, how, was, how, how did it feel? And this is a tricky thing. I don't want anyone to be, compare, but I know you're still going to do that. So, but just a disclaimer, this is my story. This is my journey. And I won't go into full on details because I can literally talk for hours about it because it, it was a journey for sure. But, um, so backtracking. So I've been in a tons of clinics, like tons of eating disorder clinics, tons of therapy. I didn't have any coach or anything like that because I don't think it existed back then, but it never worked. And I was in the system, as they would say, for about, I think about 10 years. So my eating sort of started around 14, 15, and it really got worse when I was 18 that's when I knew that I had an issue and I I was in full denial in the in the first place but then I realized okay I I I think I do have an issue and then uh from then on I I honestly I I just have been in so many clinics I've never I, I I do it's hard to say because in Holland we have this thing called the pass so p a a z uh, it's not like a, it is kind of a hospital, but it's it's sort of a psych ward, and so I did that, which was so traumatic and so unnecessary as well. But I was sent there. Uh, it's a whole story that I won't even go into. But I did that. I yeah. So yeah, it it was just a shit show, honestly. And I had a few recovery attempts, but it was also always the same thing. It was always Okay, so here you have your, uh, in again in hollow we call it an eight lice. So you have your list of food, your meal plan, your list of food, of course, it's a meal plan. This is why I should prepare. Um, so I had my meal plan. I had to gain a certain amount of weight. And then if I gained that amount of weight and if I was at a quote unquote healthy BMI, I could eat less. I could start eating less. It's so funny. It's such an oxymoron. Hello, I'm here for anorexia and someone is telling me to start eating less because I gain weight. Huh? We, what? Okay, great. Anyway, so that was fun. Um, Not helpful at all. So, I, I and again, I'm not shitting on the system, but the system in some ways is very flawed. And I think it does take one to know one. And I also, I mean, again, if we come back to the same story of if everyone is telling you you know what an eating disorder will always be a thing you will never get rid of your eating disorder if that's me told to you for a thousand years you will you will believe that you will start believing that it's it's just you know it's a belief that it's hard to shake because it's so ingrained in you at some point but I I mean, hand on my heart, you can and anyone can recover. And I was one of those people who thought, yeah, but I am the unicorn. I'm different, you know, but absolutely I'm not. So, okay, let's start. So when I was, I think, I think, oh God, ages are hard for me because again, I'm, I'm so bad with ages. I think I was 24. So I'm now, in to put it into context, 
I'm 32 right now. So um, I was 20, I think 23, 24, something like that. And I was in this, I mean, I wasn't in a good state physically. um, I was in a big, big energy deficit. I was actually at the point in my life where I kind of gave up because this was also where my Lyme disease impacted me, where I was wheelchair bound. I couldn't really move much. I had a very small little world. Honestly, my only world was... I did have a shop back then with my mom, a designer vintage shop, which a clothing shop. I, I love clothing. It's I'm I'm a fashionista at heart, honestly. It, it's, it's it's yeah, that's why I love shopping. But um, so that was fun. But on the other hand, it was just a distraction, you know. So anyway, I had that. I had ho- I went home. I had my meal times. So I couldn't stray away from the meal times because oh my god, you know eating disorders don't make any sense and that was that I had no friends no social life every weekend was it was like groundhog day and I will never forget this moment ever and I think I've mentioned it before but I'm going to do it again I sat on the couch drinking my coke zero because liquid calories were a very big thing for me back then and I was watching also, I will never forget what I was watching. I was watching Jessica Jones on Netflix. I think it's still up there. It's a pretty, it's like a Marvel show. I actually hate Marvel shows, but I really like that one. And out of nowhere, I got this insane eye pain attack. And it was so severe that I called my mom and she came to me. And then we called 911 because it was so so painful it's so hard to describe but it was like someone was pushing and pulling behind my eyes and I couldn't move my eyes anymore it was the scariest shit I've ever been through so fast forward weeks and months later the pain only got worse now when I describe this pain again it's so hard to describe pain just in general but So the past two weeks, I've been in a lot of pain. And this is actually nothing in comparison to what I was going through back then. It was insane. It was insane. It On a scale from 1 to 10, it was a 30. It was unbearable. So my neurologist said to me, you know what? Just take 100 milligrams or is it, yeah, it's, I think it's milligrams of oxy every single day. You know, this is going to be your life, whatever. They just didn't take me seriously at all. Everyone said, yeah, this is Lyme. We can't find anything. I even went to Miami to the best eye clinic ever. They did eye ultrasounds. I mean, if you ever had that, it's the most painful shit ever. And um, they, again, they couldn't find anything. That was my last resort. And I have to say, I mean, my mom deserves an award for, you know, she paid for all of this because a lot of it is not covered by insurance. So I was in this awful place for about eight months with this pain. And I know this is going to sound very strange because an eating disorder is all about control and restriction and all of that. But because I was in so much pain and I couldn't get any joy out of anything in life, I thought, and also with the help of my mom, I thought, okay, what's 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 left to do? What what can I do myself? And I thought, oh, you know what? I'm going to get eat myself out of this deficit. 
that's the last thing or the least I can do. And if it does help diminish the pain, honestly, if someone would have said, Danny, stick your hand in a burning fire or run into a burning building because that will diminish the pain, I would have done it. I, I was willing to do anything at that point. So it was a very do or die situation. So it took me about, and I will, I mean, I, I talk about this with my clients as well. And I'm also, I'm working on a project which will probably launch at the end of the year, which I will share so much more in detail what I do as a coach. But I kind of created a template for myself where I implemented a lot of fear foods, but then in month two or three, my extreme hunger started. So I I was just thinking, it was mostly mental hunger. It wasn't necessarily physical hunger. It was extreme, extreme mental hunger. And so whenever I was in so much pain, so imagine I couldn't even watch television. I couldn't, obviously I couldn't read a book. I couldn't watch, just look at a screen. I couldn't even look down. I couldn't move my eyes. My mom, uh, she started living with me because she had to take care of me in, in certain ways. She, she even had to cut my food because I couldn't even look down or, well, a certain things I did my, I tried to do myself because I, I mean, you know, I'm an adult. I have to take care of myself at some point. But um, so, yeah, then the mental hunger started and I I got scared and I was like, oh, my God, what is this feeling? And I I suppressed it for the longest time. So I never really had this amount of mental hunger ever. And I think it was because I gave myself the permission to just, you know, let it come in. I, I'm welcoming you um, and I'm going to listen to you. So I think because of that, I just, it, it was balls to the wall, crazy mental hunger. And so what did I do? I said to myself, okay, well, at least it's not getting rid of the pain at all, but it, it is a nice distraction because every time I ate, of course I could like taste the food and I could eat the things that I really liked. And because I wasn't in a clinic and I didn't have to, you know, I ate literally every half an hour because I was so hungry mentally or I was just craving foods. If I wanted to have an Oreo, I didn't have one Oreo. I had the entire package. If I wanted to have ice cream, I had the entire pint. If I had, I don't know, a couple of slices of bread, I used to end up eating, I don't know, 10. So, and if you ask me, how did you do that? Well, the thing is, was I scared? Yes, I was. I, I've said this before. Um, like this, the the my my friend, and also she's a she's an, has an amazing podcast. Emily always says, if you can't eat it brave, then eat it eat it scared. I also say, if you can't eat it without any anxiety, eat it with anxiety. You know, and that's sometimes what I did. But the beauty of it all, this is where neural rewiring comes in. That's, a, again, a tongue twister with Invisalign in. Um, but our brains are neuroplastic. So the more you do that, the easier it gets. So I noticed at some point that I wasn't actually that scared and guilty anymore. And now I do have to say I had bigger fish to fry, no pun intended. I was surviving, to say the least. So that's why you can't compare my story to yours. But I did... I didn't, and also I didn't know anything about Tabitha Farrar. I, I basically, um, I, I saw a video of hers way later 
Um, and then I found out that she wrote a book and I was like, oh my God, this woman is exactly explaining what I went through. And that's how my coaching journey started. I was like, I need to teach people this, this same thing. And, and then I also created this certain template and I'm very goal oriented, which works very well with clients as well. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I just ate myself out of that deficit and I think it lasted between eight months to I would say a year and a half and I know for some people that's that's so long but you know again everyone is individual everyone has their own story everyone you know I don't compare here but for me it took about that long that long uh, and also taking into account I had an eating disorder for at least 10 years uh, so my energy deficit energy debt was thousands that millions of calories so i had to pay that off right so yeah it took about between one one to one and a half years for that to um taper off and then i noticed oh my god i'm not thinking about food all the time anymore and that's something i never believed i always thought i'm always going to be extremely hungry i'm always going to gain weight forever uh, you know, the infinitive weight game was a thing for me as well. I was so scared to lean into the unknown. But again, I still did it because what was the other option? I had no other option. I was in such a shitty place at that time. I had nothing, literally nothing to lose. And also I thought to myself, okay, if I hate it, let's say I'm recovered and I hate my body and I hate the way I'm living and I want to go back. I can always go back. I can always run back to my eating disorder if I really want to. And guess what? <laughs> that never happened because once I got fully recovered, now that's when my life started. And I want to do a separate episode about that as well. How I, um, or maybe I will put it in the project. I, I'm still unsure because I don't want to give everything away. But I I really believe in hitting goals and setting up goals for yourself. And um, so that's what I did. And one of the goals was I really wanted to make friends. And of course, you can't really have a fulfilling friendship or friendships still having a very active eating disorder. You know, people will invite you over for dinner at the most spontaneous times or for drinks or whatever. I mean, you're not going to be the asshole is going to be like, oh, you know what? I can't come because there's oil in the dinner or whatever, you know? So that was my main goal. I really wanted to have a French friendships. And so I did that. I, that's, that's how I went on Bumble BFF. And, uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I, I, uh, I don't know which episode it is actually, but I, um, there's one episode of mine that's about, I created a girl squad in every city and that's about Bumble BFF. So I went on there and I made a couple of friends and that's how my life started. And I partied my ass off. Oh yeah. Sorry. Backtrack the pain. You probably think, huh? What, what happened with the pain? Well, the funny thing is I still to this day don't know what made the pain diminish. Now, I did a lot in the meantime. I did a lot of holistic things. Um, I had, for instance, I had braces when I was 16 and I had this wire behind my teeth and I went to this very holistic. Some people might think, oh, this is very woo-woo, but whatever. I went to her and she said, you have to remove it immediately because it really attacks your nervous system for some reason and 
considering you have Lyme disease, you just can't have any metal in your body. So when I heard that, the moment I heard it, uh, of course, I, I went to the dentist, I took it out or I let them take it out. And guess what? The pain did diminish within, I think, by 30% within one or two months. So that was definitely uh, one of the, uh, you know, accelerators of the pain. And so that was one of the things that I did. I, I had tons of Lyme uh, antibiotic IVs, not Lyme IVs, but antibiotic IVs through a PIC line. Uh, that's when I was physically healthy and strong enough to do that as well. So that was also one of the goals. I wanted to, again, I wanted to do anything to get rid of the pain. So um, I did that and it did definitely work. Uh, the first first round was amazing I after that I really was so I, I wouldn't say pain-free I've never been pain-free but I was in so much less pain and then after two years after that I did another uh, antibiotic IV that one didn't go so well but the first one I really worked amazing I also I was partying my ass off I had a relationship I was I I felt like the freest I've ever felt in my entire life and I really want to go back to that place again because, oh, it would have been so nice to not be in any, you know, especially the eye pain is the thing that really I struggle with the most. The pain in my muscles, in the legs, in the arms and all of that. I, I can still handle that. But the eye pain is just, it impacts my entire existence, basically. So, yeah, that's why I'm starting my ozone therapy in uh, November to see if that does anything for three months. So, fingers crossed. Pray for me if you hear this. Um, yeah, so, honestly, I don't know if this is... Do it. Did I miss anything? I'm thinking. I mean, if you have any questions, feel free to ask me. I, I'm sure I'll get DMs. Now, I, I, I'm quite bad with responding right now because of the eye pain. And again, my story is my story. I think it's just a matter of, you know, you have to just do it. There's no other way. I can you, you can talk about it for hours on end. And I can still talk about it for hours on end. But if I didn't do anything about it, nothing would have changed, would it? So... I took the plunge and in hindsight, it wasn't as scary as my eating disorder made it out to be. And that's always the case. Your eating disorder will prevent you from recovering. Like I always say, it's this ex, well, toxic ex-boyfriend or toxic ex-husband that always comes knocking on your door and you let them in because you're like, okay, well, this time it will be different. No, it won't. If you give your if you give your eating disorder one finger, it grabs grabs the entire hand. So, it's it's just yeah, you just have to do it because and just doing it. I know it sounds so much easier said than done. There's so many, oh god, it's so there's so many loopholes and things that we can cover here. But again, we'll we'll have this. This will be an episode of one and a half hours, if not longer. But it's a matter of shoveling that food into your mouth and then dealing with the consequences. And the consequences are nine out of 10 times not as bad as you think it, they are. The most important thing I would say is not restrict around that. So let's say if you, I don't know, promise yourself to 
uh, have ice cream uh, after dinner and you're thinking about the ice cream the entire day, I would first, first of all, I would say eat the ice cream earlier because that's mental hunger. But also, let's say it just a very simple example. If you would only eat the ice cream at night, uh, again, I wouldn't recommend that, but okay, fine. And you're restricting throughout the day to save up for that sad ice cream at night. Guess what you're doing? You're putting that ice cream on a pedestal and you're subconsciously telling your eating disorder or no, you're telling your, well, your eating disorder is telling you actually, and you're reinforcing the fact that ice cream is such a big thing. We need to restrict for that. So you're, you're upholding the restriction and you're upholding the anxiety and the fear around said ice cream or any fear food for that matter. So the restrictions around foods and challenges are so freaking important. That's why I'm always playing devil's advocate. And I hate to do that, but I have to do it because it's it's my duty. If I, I, re, I, I did that yesterday with a client, she sent me a picture and I, I just said, I, I have to play devil's advocate here. And I, I hate to ask you this. But, and she said, yeah, actually, you're right. I didn't think you would ask me this. We won't go into detail of what it was. But because I had an eating disorder myself. So I know the tricks and I know how sneaky an eating disorder is. And um, so, yeah, I think we're going to end it here because we can go on for hours on end. But so basically, in a nutshell, my situation, unfortunately, got very bad because of the eye pain. But in hindsight, it actually saved my life. Isn't that weird? It's when I think about it, it's so weird because I don't know where I would have been if that would have had wouldn't have happened. I, I honestly, I don't know. And now I'm, I'm coaching for four and a half years and it's the coolest job ever and it's so rewarding and I'm having the friend I have so many friends and even though my life I always say it's absolutely far from perfect but um, I do have full food freedom I don't put food on a pedestal anymore I don't have any moral value attached to food I eat anything and everything Um, I'm not scared about weight gain it's there's oh my god it's so worth it. It's so freaking worth it. So if you are contemplating recovery um, and you're unsure whether it's worth it, I mean, I've, have you ever heard anyone saying, you know what, I'm recovered and it's actually shit. It's, it's, it's crap. I, I really want to run back to my eating disorder. No, usually when people go through stuff, life stuff, big life stuff, of course, you have to be careful because you have that genetic predisposition that if you eat less, that you will fire off those old neural pathways that are in your brain. Just as an ex-alcoholic, if they go through hard times and they have a drink again, that's dangerous. So you just if you just take that into account, that's it, you know? So um, yeah, I'm officially going to wrap it up here. I hope this episode helped you in any way. I kind of answered basically one big question in one episode and um, I hope to see you here next week all right bye hey friend thank you so much for listening my goal is to help as many people as possible and if this episode supported you in any way the very best way to show your appreciation and support me is by screenshotting and sharing it on social media. 
and I would find it is so cool if you could leave a review as well on any platform you're listening on. If you're looking for additional support, you can always reach me on Instagram at Danielle Fenke. See you here next week.